Amen, amen. Aren't you all excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen, amen. First of all, I'd like to thank the worship team. We're, we're blessed here at Hilltop to have an anointed worship team. Um, we're excited for what God's doing here in, uh, in this body, and we're, and we're just really blessed. Uh, but I'm going to start out tonight, guys, uh, turning your Bibles to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. And what we're going to be looking at is uh, part of the longest recorded prayer uh, by Jesus in Scripture that's been recorded. Uh, Jesus is just a couple hours away from going to the cross. Um, this is, this is Jesus' petition to God. He, uh, 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 he's, he's literally hours away from, uh, from what he came to earth to do. And, 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 and he has a prayer in his heart, and he, and he petitions God. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. And uh, uh, we know that Judas ultimately betray, betrays him. We know that Jesus is no, uh, or that Judas is known as the son of perdition, and that this, and that this is the culmination of Jesus' experience here on earth as he walked on earth. So, uh, so we're going to read uh, this prayer. This prayer is also commonly known as the high priest prayer uh, for, some of our, for, for some of those Bible scholars that we have in here. Amen? So uh, this is an intimate view of the heart of Jesus as he, as he talks to, to Father God. We're going to look at it right here. It says, Jesus spoke these words. This is verse 1. And he lifted his eyes to heaven, and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And he goes on to define what, that, what eternal life is. It says this in verse 3. It says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Verse 4 says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Let us pray. So, Father God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we stand before you, Lord, as your people. We come before you uh, uh, humbled. Lord, uh, uh, I want to pray that I would get out of the way right now. I pray that you would speak what this word means. Lord, we want to understand your heart. Uh, the, uh, those moments before Calvary, God. We want to understand what your petition to God was then. Lord, I want to pray that you would open our eyes, that you would open our heart, and, you, and that you would open our ears. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So what we're looking at here, and, and, and really this is, a, this is a message that I got in my prayer closet uh, over the span of the past couple weeks. And, and I was really looking at the condition of America. I was looking at our, our nation as a whole. And, and, and I was looking at the people in America. And, 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 and the Lord put on my heart. Uh, very specifically, you guys, uh, uh, I hope you guys don't mind that I brought my notes uh, so I don't stray too far away because I have a really fast mind. But, um, yes, sir, <laughs> amen. Uh, but but, the, but the, Lord, the Lord spoke this to me. He says that, that, that people worship me with their mouths and not with their hearts. People, people here in America have become accustomed to putting things before God. And, and we see examples, examples of it everywhere. If you turn on the news, there's people that are, that are being led astray. You see it uh, in the youth. The, uh, the youth are joining gangs. You see uh, uh, people find, finding identity and affirmation in all these things in the wrong places. And the Lord says that, the Lord told me, he says, people, that, that people are worshiping me with their mouths. And, and, and what does that mean? Well, I'm going to explain it, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, people are confessing Jesus as Lord, and people are having an emotional experience with God, Right? People are, are seeing their sin for what it is, and, and, and they're seeing God for who he is, and there's an emotional experience, but there's no depth to the actual, actual relationship, right? People are quick to say with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. We have strayed away from our first love, right? 
here's some examples of what we worship. Football. I'm a football fan. Charger fan. Uh, we're in Dallas, Texas. I'm a Charger fan. I'm from California, right? Uh, uh, right? But uh, 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 we don't set up statues of Jerry Jones in our front yard. We don't, uh, we don't have statues of Dak Prescott, uh, Dak Prescott out, out there in the community. But what we, what we do is, is we erect these things in our heart. And we, and we, and we glorify football. We glorify uh, the stats of these, these players and these teams. And, and it's almost like we're more interested in what's going on in sports. Baseball, we have baseball fans out there, basketball fans out there. People are, are putting these things before God, right? Some of, some of us have hobbies. I like to ride motorcycles. I got a Harley Davidson, amen? Uh, uh, we have a motorco- motorcycle ministry with Kaleo. And, 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 and people find their identity in that. People, uh, uh, there's almost like an unspoken rule on the road. If you see another person on a bike, right, uh, uh, you kind of, you, you give them two fingers and it's like this, the, uh, this, this fellowship you have with them, right? And, be, and, and people find their identity in that. People find purpose in that. Uh, uh, we have our social, our social status. Uh, there's people that are, that are so caught up in what they look like and who they are and what they're supposed to be, right? And, and, and they're caught up in likes and they're caught up in, in pretty much the social status. And then we worship financial security. There's, there's people that are so caught up in themselves and, 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 and their own ability to make their things happen according to what they can do, right? And they're caught up in that. And for some of us, it's even our families, right? For our husbands, our wives, our kids, our, our, our children, we get so caught up in, in, in the things that are going on with our family that we choose to put them before God. And we don't really have any depth with God, right? We have allowed substitutes to take the throne of our hearts. We have strayed away from the heart of God. And what, I, and what we're going to do is, uh, we just read that in John chapter 17. I, w- I want to turn over to Romans 1. We're going to read a small portion of Romans 1. And Paul wrote this, uh, Paul, Paul was in Corinth, and this was about uh, 57 AD. So this would have been 24 years after uh, the, the, the death of Jesus, as Jesus was on the earth. So this is about 24 AD. And Jesus was writing, or not Jesus, but uh, Paul was writing to the Romans, to the believers in Rome. And he had a very specific thing that he was highlighting. He was talking about... The wrath of God, to, the wrath of God to come to uh, unrighteousness. So we're going to look at that because really it ties together, and this is and this is what I see in America. So we're going to go to Romans chapter one, and I'm going to read from verse 18. And I'm going to go on down. Anyone have Bibles? Are you all there? We all have smart, smartphones now, right? And it's just a click away. Small print Bibles. It says right here. It says, verse 18. It says, "For the wrath of God." is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were they thankful, but they became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. They were professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleansiness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of, the, of God for the lie and worshipped the... Worshiped the Creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Right. So, so Paul Paul was able to recognize the culture uh, of the people at that time. He was he was able to discern the times and see what was going what was going on in culture at that time, and and, and the people the people's heart had turned away from God. Right. And, and Jesus, is, this, this goes back to this this prayer. We're going to go back to verse three in John. 
chapter 17, and, and this goes back to the, to the, heart, I wanna, uh, the heart of what I want to talk about tonight. And it says in verse 3 of John chapter 17, it says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And uh, I want to break down that word know. Um, in the original language, the, it is a Greek word, and it, uh, it's uh, the Greek word out of the Strong's Concordance is references 1097. And what it means, uh, the word is gnosko, and what it means is to come to know or to perceive and to recognize. And the best definition for this word is, uh, is the sexual intimacy between a husband and a wife. And God's, God, God wants to call, God's calling us to know him on that level. He's calling us to, to, to know him as intimate as a man knows a woman. If you go back uh, uh, into Luke, uh, the Virgin Mary gets a, gets a uh, the uh, angel Gabriel appears before Mary and says that you're going to be with child. And she says, well, how, well, how can that be? Because, because I don't know a man, right? That, that, same word, that same word, no, it's the same meaning. I, I don't know a man. God, God wants to know you intimately, right? Another time that it's said is in Matthew 7. When Jesus, uh, uh, we stand before God, and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart, depart, depart from me, for I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness, right? It's that same knowing. God, God is calling us to know him. He wants to, he wants to know you intimately. He, uh, he's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for your life, and he's calling you to, to know him, especially in these times. Hello? Amen? Um, So Jesus' prayer ultimately is for us to know him. So we need to set a time, uh, we need to set aside time in our day to, to actually spend time with him, you know. We need to learn how to put down the social media. We need to learn how to turn the television off. We need to, we need to learn how to uh, tell the husband, you stay over there, I need to focus on God. You tell the wife, you need to stay over there, I need to focus on God, right? And we, we, need, we need to actually spend time with the Lord, right? God is always speaking. God, God speaks through his word. And, and the crazy thing about it is people spend a lot of money. Uh, uh, they'll, they'll drive to another town. They'll spend money and buy tickets to go see someone speak, right, when all they need to do is just shut everything off and spend time, spend time in the word, right? God is always speaking. And, and, and God's heart is to know you. God wants to man, manifest himself through you, right? So if, uh, if you look around you, we see a generation of people being raised up by the system of this world. And it's simply because we've been dis we have been distracted, by the things in this world. So we need to focus on him. Amen? That's, that's the real short of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Good job, man. That's a good word, wasn't it? This is, this is by far Meredith's favorite preacher on Wednesday night. <laughs> short.